0: From Studio 6B on a Monday, October 30th, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Lots to do kicking off the new week. Slick Rick's gonna do sports, Rick Delgado's gonna do the news on a Monday night.
1: Hope you all had a great, great weekend. Look, rick how are you i'm doing great big d good weekend busy but good weekend as always all right very good i'm
0: anxious to hear about your odds makers on friday what you and aaron did since i was not here uh get some updated uh how the weekend went not too good it looks like uh from your reaction
1: <laughs> it's uh you know we're in the middle there kissing okay. your sister type of thing all right
0: well that's fine that's fine that's always better than losing so yeah, it's true uh rick delgado how are you i
2: am well how was your weekend very, it was very good on Saturday. Saturday was gorgeous out,
0: very enjoyable. Unbelievable day on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, an unbelievable turn in that twenty-four hours into Sunday. How cold yes. it got, and this week's going to get brutal. Mm. But it was absolutely gorgeous on Saturday. That is for sure. So
2: yeah, it was nice. It's nice to get out and do some stuff and enjoy the weekend.
0: Well, I didn't have to go watch the um, – I didn't even have to watch the Friday night show because, you know, usually uh, Why? Fran and Aaron send the uh, files over for me to uh, to watch if I want to watch the Friday night show. Well, no, I didn't have to this Friday because all I had to do was open up the email bag and I could tell exactly what went on in the show <laughs> minute by minute because <laughs> the emails the emails were flying in about you and David Zier. So I I got – I got a breakdown of every almost discussion that you guys had,
2: and the uh, two of you going back and forth. It wasn't. It was, I didn't. I didn't find it contentious. I was just. I was just saying. Look. Look at it from this point of view. Uh, we were talking about George Santos.
3: Uh, oh, um, thank you.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you were. And, and you know that that's a, that's a subject that's uh, unfortunately near and dear to uh, David's heart. Right. Uh, with his personal experience, but I kept trying to say, look at it, take your personal experience out of it and look at it from this point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you, you know, uh-huh. I think I think he was able to do that a little bit. OK, maybe not a lot. <laughs>
1: maybe maybe a wee maybe a wee bit i should have started the show with let's get ready to rumble <laughs> it wasn't it,
2: and it was kind of it was kind of organic we just kind of ended up there it wasn't like there was anything planned cuz sure i i didn't plan um but uh, you know that's that's typical for this show. We just kind of well, ended yes, up. no. There's
0: <laughs> definitely no, there's no plan. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm saying we just kind of <laughs> ended yeah. up. Sure that that's comes been going across. on for years. <laughs> that comes
2: across every night because, because, because we were talking about the money and we We're still talking about the speaker stuff and the money and, and you know the influence there and you know and and even David was able to kind of pull the pull the curtain back a little bit about how things work locally you know when you're when you're looking for a nomination from uh from a, a, a political party and what you have to do in bringing money to the table and, and you know I think I think at the end of the day we both agreed we wish it wasn't like that we wish it could be hey you know what this is the best person because of this not because well they brought uh you know 150000 dollars to the campaign and the RNC goes yeah we like them now without doing any homework yeah mm-hmm. you know that, that that was the crux of it all right well you make
0: it you make it sound innocent and um i think it was informational
1: if you ever actually watched the show <laughs> um you would probably hey get, sparks get, philly get in the chat just said friday was a great show yeah. sparks philly's a fantastic okay. follower on right Gator. that's why i always refer okay. to him
0: okay well i got i gotta just i just seemed like i got an awful yeah. lot of emails that as i started to go through them it was like building on what I think exactly happened at the show at that moment. <laughs> so I felt like I didn't really need to go watch it well, the, because the, I got kind of the blow-by-blow, blow, How many emails, almost literally.
2: By, how many uh, emails did you get about us wishing your dad happy birthday?
1: I got two. Two? Oh, two. Of course. Well, it. good news never travels fast. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> yes, and thank you. We four did it like
2: four times because you, you uh, we weren't sure. he will be on a back if, page. You know? If he was, if he was <laughs> able to dump you off on the kids and then he could watch TV by himself.
0: Well, no, I, you know, no he, could, he couldn't dump me off. So, right. the key, no. But it was nice. It was great to be with dad on his yeah, he's birthday. A good man. And I'll be with mom on her birthday, oh, hopefully, not on week? the actual day. They're, they're, you know, they're only two weeks apart. Oh, really. wow. October 27th and November 9th. So November 9th is on a Thursday. So I won't be with her on Thursday. I'll be here with you. But I'll be there on Saturday, I think. Oh, nice. Of that weekend. So I'll see mom for her birthday. So When are we going to have one of those backyard parties again? Been well, yeah, I, just, I don't party. know. Yeah, I don't know, Slick. We will. But they it's always ask fun. me about you when I see both of them. Oh. They say, Boy, that slick Rick is some character. I said, Well, you don't know half of it. I'm so. a character, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the half of it, so. When you see the calendar you'll get some of the Whoa. you'll get the other half. Oh, I
1: goodness. saw that front cover. Oh slick, don't I, you I wouldn't even it? show anybody I oh, showed my, one person, I, I said, Whoa, that cover is crazy. Don't man. be giving anything oh, big away D. Now. You, man, oh, man, you don't, nailed that. Don't be giving anything away. Did you, uh, man, that did, suit is off the chain.
2: Did you oh. do uh, Did you do anything with like the theme? Because, you know, December is Christmas and Thanksgiving is November. Did Rick, that's the colors
1: of the suits tell the story. It's a good All idea, though. God. Oh, yeah. wow! I was, was wondering. You know, well, that's why we, why we keep what, around. What we you know, can know, have to look forward to. That marketing mind
0: of his is just unbelievable.
1: <laughs> I'm glad we thought of that three <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. Great. Right, Thanks good. for joining the party. He's a real team player.
2: I tried to get you in the shoot, then David said no. Did I mention the... Uh, the, the mechanical bull was there a mechanical bull no no, no we couldn't get harry to dress up <laughs> i tried yeah, yeah. i begged him he no. wouldn't do it <laughs> so a uh,
0: couple things a couple quickies here in the news to hit on before we get to uh some of the main stories and now uh, we'll see what the guys have and we'll do sports and aaron and fran are holding it down as always and i hope aaron and fran had a nice weekend as well this weekend um
4: Sure it was nice good, not to be here.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure they had a good Friday that I wasn't here. So I'm sure that was, that started off the weekend on a good footing. So uh, Des Moines register, Donald Trump builds on big lead as Nikki Haley pulls even with Ron DeSantis in Iowa poll. And we were talking about Iowa and how Iowa is one of the harder places to try to figure out really what's going on the ground there because of the way they do it in the caucus and Trying to get to the polling, the people who are actually going to caucus is hard to do. So Des Moines Register, obviously the paper of record there, I believe. The Des Moines Register, NBC News, Mediacom, Iowa poll shows 43% of likely Republican caucus goers picked Donald Trump as their first choice for president with DeSantis and Haley tied for second at 16%. Support for Nikki Haley has swelled in Iowa The former United Nations ambassador is pulled even now with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in what has become a heated battle for second place in the first in the nation caucus state. Uh, President Trump still dominates the race. He's ahead by 27 percentage points, a lead that has expanded slightly despite the legal issues going on. A new Des Moines Register NBC poll shows 43% of likely Republican caucus goers choose Trump as their first choice. Uh, For president, that's up from 42% back in August poll. Uh, DeSantis and Haley are now tied for second with 16. That's a three-percentage point drop for DeSantis, who was the first choice of 19% of them back in August, and a 10-point jump for Haley, who was only at 6%. So you have uh, have Haley rising. You have DeSantis kind of holding steady for second place, said Jay and Seltzer. Uh, who conducted the poll. Both of them are on the ground, uh, but what you could only describe as shaky compared to President Trump's lead at this point. If anything, Trump is showing improvement. Haley and DeSantis have spent more time battling with each other than obviously with Trump, particularly over their approach to the Israel-Hamas war. Each has targeted the other in television ads and on the campaign trail. Both have recently announced they would increase their Iowa presence as the race to caucus day on January 15th enters its final month so and there and this goes on and on and on uh, talks about Haley with independence suburbanites where her lead is coming from why uh, pretty in-depth article over at the Des Moines uh, register today out about the race obviously in the Iowa caucus poll as you know things start to really get heated up with election uh, election season this is really the first you know
2: first big test what do you think about that that's interesting it, 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 it. Now, now, is it that she is uh, revving up and tied to DeSantis, or did deci- DeSantis go backwards?
0: Yeah, well, like I said, he was at nineteen. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds. Went, went to sounds sixteen. Like- she went from six to sixteen. Right. So a little, little bit of both of those. More her on the rise for whatever reason.
2: Well, you had, uh, you know, the big way. Some of the big guns drop out, like uh, that dude from that state, uh, the other guy from California, um, and then uh, Mike Pence also dropped out.
1: Thank God.
0: Yes, Pence. Pence
2: dropped. I don't even know their names. That was
1: a waste right out of the gate.
0: Uh, it says she's re- she's Nikki Haley's rising with Independents and suburbanites. She's doubled her support with Independents, which has helped propel her into second place there in Iowa. So uh, Trump and Desantis nearly evenly split among Independents back in August. Twenty-one supporting Trump, nineteen supporting Desantis. Now, Nikki Haley, uh, Trump now is up to 33% with independents. And Haley has overtaken DeSantis with independents, 22%. Um, List her as the first choice, up from 10% in August with independents. And independents make up 21% of the poll's respondents. But Trump is still growing. Trump is still growing. Yeah, I mean, well, definitely definitely st- holding steady up a couple percentage points from the August poll.
2: Well, you just said 10, right? Well... 20, 22 to, like, what, 31 or something? Oh, you
0: mean with independents? Yeah, with independents. Yes, independents. Still growing that's with independents overall, I'm saying, yes. Good. Trump has maintained his lead there with 49% um, of first-time caucus-goers, saying that he is their first choice. DeSantis at 15, Haley at 14. Uh, well, we don't have time to play the David Zier clip. Uh, David Zier was on the ground in Iowa.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: And, um, went through the line waiting there to get in to see President Trump and spoke to all kinds of, oh, the clip didn't work. Okay. Uh, spoke to all kinds of people and he, and he spoke to three guys, believe it or not, from Germany who I found it interesting. They, they were over at the States for, for, you know, just kind of on holiday but they drove to Iowa to, he- to see and hear from Trump. <laughs> and wow. when David Zier
3: asked him about what was
0: going, <laughs> what was going on in Iowa, what was going on in Europe and Germany, um, it was a good interview. Oh, it's got to be some good. of their insights for why they were there to support President Trump. Some of the things he got right about what was going on over there, obviously, and nice. energy policies and other things like that. So David did a great job, as he always does, always does, talking to the people on Sunday. Did you see any of it?
2: No. I'm still mad at him from Friday. Okay. Well, that,
0: that's, that <laughs> I'm just came. kidding. That was clear. That came across very clear. Um, oh, the clip didn't work, huh? Zero with the Germans. I'll have to, I'll have to look at that.
1: Um, this, this winter, I'm going to hire the guy to come over and stoke my fireplace. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, since he knows how to do that. All right. Well, know, that, that
0: didn't always. work. Well, hopefully the other ones work because we have a crazy town to get to tonight. Um did you see, do you know Joe Biden spoke with Kamala Harris today? They were in the same room.
2: Really? <laughs> yes. was, was he alive? Was it
0: audible? He was alive. Okay. It was Good. somewhat audible. And they were speaking about AI, artificial
1: intelligence. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. oh really? man. And that, that was the only intelligence in the room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that has lent itself to a crazy town for today. Oh, beautiful. And the key the key word in Biden's speech here is, let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, That's which you fun. know, when you lead with, when you lead with that, <laughs> what follows is usually well. Anyway, just the opposite. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just the opposite of that.
2: You so. mean it wasn't clear?
0: Uh, we got <laughs> Peter Ducey with Curry and Jean Pierre oh, today, oh, we feel, uh, we and Mike Davis on what's going on in Colorado. Speaking of President Trump and this attempt to keep him off the ballot. We'll get to all that. News and sports as well. Busy Monday night. Just getting started. Glad you're in. Studio 6B on a Monday. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Hope you had a great weekend. Slick Break's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do some news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Lots to get to tonight. Um, crazy Town coming up. Got a clip of P- uh, Peter Ducey. We'll get to that David Zier clip with the Germans in line out there in, in Iowa waiting to hear from President Trump. Uh, we'll get to that as well. Lots to get to in the news as well. Some things on Israel, obviously. Uh, some things back here at home. Some things on Biden, the investigation. How much more do you think the House of Representatives and James Comer need to come up with before we're either going to like, you know, sh or get off the pot, as they say, <laughs> with uh with bringing impeachment? I mean, what, what what are we doing? Like, how much more do we need to put together before we're going to either just do this or move on? Is there is there come a time where it's it's a um
2: like what what, what how much more do we need? Well, I, I don't think we do impeachment. I know that sounds crazy. You're like, but we have to impeach. No, we don't. It's better to leave them there. Leave them there because the country doesn't like impeachment. Just They just don't. don't it's do not anything, a popular thing. And it's only going to get thrown out anyway when yep. it gets to the Senate because exactly. they're going to vote a, uh, along party lines. They control the Senate. So it's never going to go anywhere. So I like the fact that they're going to keep drawing this out and keep producing more information. More information. Look, we found more of the shady deals. Look, he's bi- he's a bigger criminal than we ever thought possible. And just keep flooding the zone with, just keep flooding the news cycle with everything you find. Because I'm telling you, um, I think I think they're they're up over sixty percent where people think that uh, Joe Biden definitely did something uh, illegal, uh, and that's across you know both both sides of both parties. It's up to sixty percent or close to it.
0: But as we talked about doing an impeachment not, not necessarily ends in removal granted I agree with you, but it does give them certain investigative tools that they don't have right
2: now Well I think they, they do that with the inquiry right they're they're allowed to you know now they can issue subpoenas and issue for records and stuff like that through, through the inquiry so I mean if that, if that's and let's face it they, they have so much already that they're still pulling apart. You know, you just we just found out about the uh, the two hundred thousand dollar check, and now they're starting to look at. uh, And and I heard Byron Donald's talking about this, talking about people that have paid Joe Biden on behalf of Joe Biden, paid for things for Joe Biden, like stuff for his house, for renovations and stuff. Where now they're going to start looking at those things. Where you're going to pull in these contractors and be like, "Who paid you?" Because Joe didn't pay you. You know what I mean? So I, I think there's a lot. This is going to be uncut I'd still want to know hey where'd you get the damn money for a five million dollar house Joe how about that one that's a great question that somebody should be asking how were you able to afford this how'd you pay cash for this he paid, I think he paid cash for his beach house how the hell did he do that those are those are uh those are good questions
3: yeah
0: all right let's uh 20 minutes past the hour let's do some sports sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and of course my pillow the big November December push will start on I guess what Wednesdays, November first, right? So on yeah. November first we'll start the new promo and we'll talk about it on Wednesday night that'll go right through December thirty first. The big push for Mike and my pillow and free stuff from us. That starts on Wednesday. Two more days if you want the uh October shirt of the month, which is the Trump Truth shirt, which we did a lot of orders over the weekend from people who sent it in last week. And we've got two more days of the Trump Truth shirt. Uh, if you shop at MyPillow over the next couple of days, you'd send us that uh, confirmation email receipt, and uh, we'll send you that out if you give us your size and the color that you want. And if you give us nothing, well, you're probably not going to get anything. If you give us just size and no color, you're going to get black. If you give us color and no size, you're going to get 10X. Uh, slick Rick. What's going
1: on in sports? Oh, we're going to get the odds makers. Monday Night Football on tonight. We got a primetime game. So let's get to that big D. It's the Detroit Lions hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. And I believe the line on that game is seven. Detroit Lions are laying seven points. That spread's been moving around, but we're going to settle on seven. So I'm going to defer to Erin on her pick, and we'll go from there.
5: I'm going to be taking the Lions tonight. I just don't really trust the Raiders to have a good game. I know Jimmy G is back but I'm a little nervous with the spread, but I think the Lions are going to take it at home.
0: Okay, Detroit minus seven
1: at home. Aaron's going to lay the points with the Lions. Slick, what are you going to do? I got to take the Raiders, Big D. I'm going to take, instead of laying chalk, I'm going to take the seven and uh, hope that Jimmy G could give me a good game. It'll help Dallas if Detroit loses as well. I think the Lions probably will pull the game out, but we'll see. could be a blowout. If it's going to be a blowout, it's going to be the Lions, but you know what? I'll take the Raiders. Let's keep it interesting here. And I got to catch ground on Aaron. So that's the only way you're going to do it with an upset or I'm going to be just keep sliding a little bit back. 24- not, we're not that far off, but uh, I'm going to recap the weekend right now for you. So, yeah, give me the Raiders. And, 20, uh,
0: uh, 24-17 final Detroit. Yeah,
1: let's see. <laughs> yeah, right, another push. Well, we had a push with that uh, Jet Giant game. Whoa, what a game that was, huh? Real display of offensive prowess. But let's get to the college first, Big D. Week 9, I'm going to just recap the picks. We had uh, FSU and Wake Forest in Wake Forest, Winston Salem, North Carolina, Big D. And, uh, FSU was laying 20 and a half, but, uh, Jordan Travis, 359 yards, three touchdowns, four to Seminoles, and they had a 24 point second quarter. It was pretty much over at the half. They were up 34 7. So, uh, that was a win. That was a good one. Uh, Aaron had Wake Forest, Slick Rick had, uh, Florida State. That was my pick. It's interesting. The two games that Aaron picked, she won, and the two games that I picked, I won. Really strange. Uh, Kansas and Oklahoma. Uh, we had uh, Kansas, the Jayhawks, biggest upset of the weekend, hands down, 38-33. The Jayhawks beat number six, Oklahoma, looking to secure a playoff spot there. And uh, Kansas' is Jason Bean, 218 yards, two touchdowns, a couple of picks. Young man was all over the place, but they won. Big D. They tore the goalpost down at the Jayhawks. Sure. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Good stuff there. Big oh, yeah. win. Biggest win for that that franchise probably, in, the, in that, that college, I should say, for the last 30 years. Incredible win. And then the, uh, the other games, with 330 games, we had Duke. Duke taking on Louisville, and oh, the Cardinals had too much to handle. Aaron got that pick correct. Uh, they, they Louisville's Jawah Jordan, Long Island, New York native, no less. 163 yards and two touchdowns for the Cardinals. They took care of business. Riley Leonard, he was on, man, he wasn't even in the same stratosphere. He was a mess the whole day. And uh, yeah, Duke fell in that game. And last but not least, we had Utah. Oh, I thought the Utes would come out strong. Oh, no. Oregon Ducks <laughs> smoked them. That game was also pretty much over in the first quarter. Uh, Oregon won that 35-6, to going away. Uh, Bo Nix, the quarterback, 248 yards, two touchdowns. Solid kid. I think he's about 40 years old now, but uh, he's a solid kid, though. We're playing well. What is he, a 60-year player, 50-year player? Uh, but that was a good game as well. So that was another good win for Aaron. We're going to go to the NFL. Oh, that was uh, that was an interesting. New York Jets, New York Giants. Do you realize the New York Giants had a negative nine yards passing yesterday? I don't know that I've ever seen that big day in my entire uh, lifetime. Zach Wilson, 248. 40 yards and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley had a good day, 128 yards on the ground, but negative nine yards passing and a quarterback in the hospital with a rib injury. It was all they could do. Graham Gano misses two field goals, including one late. Rick, that was a really sad performance and for the New York football I, giants in front I, of their own team. At this
2: point, I don't care. I just want them to draft a quarterback that rhymes with Go Knicks.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. You Take him. He'll be 43 when he gets out of school. Nah, he's good, Bo Knicks. But yeah, so uh, that was a push that game, Big day, We lay in three and the Jets won by three. Uh, Atlanta can't figure that team out. They play good. They play bad. But uh, Desmond Ritter did get injured in the game. Tennessee took that one. 28-23. Will Levis doing a good job. 238 yards and four touchdowns uh, filling in there for Tennessee. He did a great job. So that was that game. Bengals upset the Niners. In Santa Clara, Niners now have lost three in a row. That's a banged-up team, though, in all fairness. They're missing some of their key players. Their left tackle, uh, uh, and Debo Samuel, another great receiver. So when they get those guys back, I think Purdy will be in pretty good shape. But right now, not looking good. And the upset of the week in the NFL, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. What do you know? (laughs) The lowly Denver Broncos. Woke up at mile high, and they beat them. That was a mile high upset. Really an incredible game. Uh, I
0: believe Ma- you know who was not in the building. What, <laughs> <will> you stop.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my. She God. wasn't. Okay, thank you. Yeah, she wasn't in the I'm building, but also. 3-0 and with her in the building.
5: That's true. But also, almost all the Chiefs players had the flu.
1: Apparently. Whoa! Sound like the flu right there, Big D. That <laughs> must be the reason why. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, and they actually trolled Travis Kelsey after the game. They were playing Taylor Swift music yes, as he was <laughs> exiting the field.
0: They were playing "Shaking <laughs> Off" as he was yeah. walking
1: out. You gotta love it, but now they got bad blood. Those two yeah, teams. Funny. You watch that. Yeah, that's not good. No, not you. so slick. too much. Good stuff, Big D. And anyway, we took us right to the end there. NFL, NCAA, whoever cares. Well, some do in the chat. That's for sure.
0: So what was the overall record for the oddsmakers this weekend?
1: It wasn't good. I think I was uh, three, three and, and four with a three push. Three and five.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. You both suck. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> News with Delgado
0: coming up. studio 6b on a monday getting the week started slick just did some sports what did someone ask you in the chat if you go fishing what
1: yeah broke spoke want to know if i wore rhinestone hipsters and i'm responding now to him says could you imagine if he if i even went fishing i mean just to see the scene on that
0: (laughs) scare the fish with the rhinestones you know brother
2: the only thing he does is go trolling yeah that i do yes 30 minutes
0: past the hour live from studio 6b lots to get to um We'll do some news here with Delgado in a second. But let's go to that clip from David Zier, now now that we have it. uh, He was in Sioux City, Iowa, for President Trump's speech this past weekend. And while he was covering, he talked to a whole bunch of different people. I watched almost all the interviews, but this one stuck out to me just because these three guys were from Germany and uh, their insights to what was going on. I thought this was an interesting uh, interview, so let's roll that, Aaron.
6: Trump's eighth visit here in a month and a half. We got great people on the ground outside the Orpheum Theater here in Sioux City, Iowa. Hey guys, how are you?
7: Very good. Doing great. We're
6: fine. Uh, where'd you come from today? From Germany. You came from Germany? Yeah. Did you come from Germany just for the rally?
7: No, we're actually on holidays, but we traveled here for the rally,
6: yeah. Are you kidding me? Wow, what's your name? I'm Jonas. Hi, Jonas. What about you? I'm, I'm Lawrence. Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. Hi, Hi I'm Lucas. How are you doing? Good. So, uh, what do you? What do you, What's going on in Europe and in Germany? Um, are, are you upset about like what's going on with uh, all the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rallies in the streets? Yeah, I think it was really tough. Like when the war broke out, it was a a shock for me to see that people are going on the streets
0: actually actively engaging Hamas and supporting it. I think in a democratic country, it should
7: not be the
6: case. Yeah, and and if you're pro-Palestinian, that's fine. But what happened was, uh, you know, uh, it would be the equivalent of 20,000 Americans dying in a terrorist attack, right, for Israel? Yeah, and the pictures were really shocking. And I think, I mean, Palestinian is one thing, but Hamas is a whole
7: different thing. I mean, yeah. supporting Palestine is one thing, but Hamas, is, it's really, it's a yeah. terrorist organization. That's for sure. So what do you like about Donald Trump? I would say if you look in the situation in
0: Germany where we have really a mess, especially with illegal immigration and not secured borders,
6: that's a big issue that he's tackling. And second would be the economy, especially Germany's economy is really... It's hurting right now, right? Yeah, very much, very much. With the is penny- that because of like the uh, climate change agenda and getting away from the fossil fuels oh, yeah. and stuff too? Well, we've got, we've got like major energy
2: issues in Germany, that's for sure. Yeah. So um, some proper energy policy like you have in the US, for example, would certainly help us. Yeah. So uh, we're very excited actually about the Republican economy policy as well, which we think is
6: just superior. Well, that's kind of refreshing because, yeah. you know, you think of Europe and you think about, you know, socialist policies, yes, open yeah. borders like and here, you know, right? We're sick of it. And I would say one thing that's particularly exciting is that Trump really warrants Germany to not be dependent on Russian gas.
0: Yeah.
3: And and he, that's, and, and he was
0: right. And the German politicians laughed at him back in the day.
2: <laughs> well, look at the economy now. Yeah. And we're totally dependent and so like he was right about it so let's see how we yeah get and it costs
6: like 35 to 42 cents per kilowatt to produce green energy in europe and here it's 12 cents right now but we're moving in that direction <laughs> think it's a mistake
0: i think uh it's i think green energy is good yeah but it has to be affordable and it has to also um be as effective as the 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 conventional f- fuels.
6: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right. Well, uh, guys, I want to thank you so much. I want to enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank and um, just watch Real America's Voice News. Download the app on the Internet. You can follow everything that's going on here in America, all right? <laughs> Great. We're gonna do it.
4: Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Enjoy it. Thank you. Okay. There
0: you go. David Zier. Pretty thoughtful gentleman there. Yeah. Very. They were impressive, and,
2: and, and you know, kind of reflecting on Small <laughs> kids. again, you know, I I guess it's going on around the world. People are like, oh, Trump was right again, yeah, you know. Right, I'm <laughs> <laughs> talking about <laughs> being dependent on Russian oil. Like, it's going to be a problem.
1: Nah, you're silly. Don't yeah, be don't be a, don't yeah. be a, a lunatic. Oh, remember how the one that was it, the Chancellor there, right? She was yeah, Angela Merkel. The car- character she yeah. was. All right, let's
0: do, some, uh, let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends over at 7cells, Seven 7cells.com. Use our code LFSP 6 for 20% off at checkout, 7cells.com. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All
2: right. Well, uh, since we we're talking about uh, you know the Trump campaign, of course, uh, 2024 is on deck. But it's amazing because Amazon's Alexa has decided that she agrees or it agrees that the 2020 presidential election was rigged, stolen by a massive amount of election fraud. Believe it or not, <laughs> after a controversial 2020 election is coming from MSN, uh, Trump showed interest in running for presidency again. Current pollings on the other side. President Biden expressed interest in a second term. Um, but according to this article, um, when discussed with um, Amazon, well, I should say with Alexa, um, up, upon the initial response, um, oh. My my story jumped. Here we go. Amazon's virtual assistant provided an unexpected response when questioned about the 2020 election. Journalists from The Washington Post, upon prompting the device, received an answer that mirrored some of the most controversial claims, they say, made by the self-proclaimed genius, former President Donald Trump, regarding the integrity of the election. Now, according to this, when posed with the question about the legitimacy of the 2020 vote, Alexa responded that the election was stolen by a massive amount of election fraud. Quote, unquote, (laughs) this assertion closely resembles claims made by former President Trump suggesting the election was manipulated against him. Uh, Going beyond the general statement, Alexa even elaborated that there were many incidents of irregularities and potential electoral fraud, particularly in major metropolitan areas. This detailed response intensified the already existing debate And inquiries into the legitimacy and and the conduct of the 2020 election. After receiving the unexpected answer, of course, the Washington Post got on the forum, uh, got on the phone, informed Alexa of the confirmed details of the court findings that they had, (laughs) and, and subsequently... Alexa revisited its statement and revised it, clarifying the election was not stolen and affirming its <laughs> legitimacy. Oh, so as God. you can see, they were very upset that Amazon's uh, Alexa had, had determined that the uh, 2020 uh, election was stolen, and they made sure to uh, let Amazon know to correct
0: it. Yeah. So there I'm you have sure it. Sure they did. Yeah. So shockingly that it got through in the first place.
2: <laughs> well, be, be, before they actually found out that it was telling the truth, they needed to change. Of course,
0: you've been uh, following the um, just like the election. <laughs> have you? Yeah, no difference. Have you, been, have you been following the Matthew Perry story? Yes. Um. Oh, pretty sad. Fifty-four years old. Yeah, yep. A shame. Now uh, there's something a lot of like right. wacky reporting around it. Have you been following all this cranberries thing? Batman oh, that was thing, the last thing he
1: ate—cranberries—and I'm Man, He kept saying yeah, instead of Batman. That. What is what and is all
0: that? Fran, you've been following this? Yes. No, not really. I don't no. pay much attention to celebrities. I never. W- I, yeah, I never really watched Friends at all. But nah, I knew who he was. He yeah, was, was a, a big, huge star. Big show. The show
1: was a huge show yeah, for ten yeah, years, from '94 to 2004. Yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, I was, I you know I saw that he passed. <laughs> said it was in a hot tub. I'm like, uh, eh. you know, we've seen where people under the influence kind of fall asleep in hot tubs, and yeah. and they don't,
1: they they end up drowning. Exhibit A, right? Whitney Houston.
0: Right, right. So when they say there's no drugs, no foul play, you really can't take. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to take that. Uh,
1: that was something. It had to be. Maybe it was alcohol. You know, could be.
0: You yep. never know. All right, what else is going on in the news?
2: Uh, let's see this coming from Just the News. Under legal pressure, the National Archives, believe it or not, is located uh, 82,000 pages.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure they have.
2: <laughs> hey, well, look at this. Yeah. 82,000 pages of emails from President Joe Biden sent to receive during his vice presidential tenure oh, yeah. on three different pseudonym accounts. <laughs> a total that potentially dwarfs the amount that landed Hillary Clinton in hot water more than a decade ago, according to the federal court filing released on Monday. The total of Biden private email messages disclosed earlier today in a little notice status report filed by the Freedom of Information Act lawsuit brought against the National Archives by the nonprofit, uh, Interest law firm of Southern East South Southeastern Legal Foundation. The foundation brought the lawsuit seeking access to the emails after just the news revealed a year ago that Joe Biden had used three different pseudonym emails, including Robin Ware 456 at Gmail, JBRWare at Gmail, and Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov during the time he served as President Obama's vice president. The status report filed Monday. In the federal court in Atlanta was the first to provide an estimate in the size and scope of possible government business conducted through Joe Biden's private email accounts. Uh, NARA also completed a search for potentially responsive documents and is currently processing those documents uh, for the purpose of producing non-exempt portions of any responsive records. Given the scope of the uh, FOIA request, which seeks copies of all emails in three separate accounts over the eight-year period, the volume of potentially responsive records is necessarily large. Um, you can go to uh, just the news, uh, com, John Solomon's site, and you can click on He's got a link that'll take you to the court filing so you can read it for yourself. Very interesting stuff. But uh, again, it, it reveals the stunning amount of, in terms of size, amount of emails that he was, uh, Joe Biden was, uh, you know, trafficking back and forth information making deals doing whatever uh, under these other pseudonym email accounts the state state department inspector general's report in the summer of 2016 you might remember found that miss clinton mrs clinton improperly used a private email uh, from her home in chappaqua and later did and she later deleted many of those emails she considered to be private yeah. so yeah.
0: Um, so before we do other news, I was watching the press briefing today, and James Rosen, I believe from Newsmax currently, asked, um, asked what's his name? I think somebody, I don't know if it was uh, Kirby or it was somebody else, about American citizens who are being held hostage. And I got to thinking, and I was reading um, uh, Charlie Cook today. And he, he asked a few questions after seeing this video as well, because James Rosen asked for a specific number, and he couldn't get a specific number. And Charlie Cook said today in his piece, he said, the subdued uh, nature of the coverage of the fact that there are still Americans being held hostage, um, who are these, who, why, why don't we know their names? Why don't we know how old they are? Why don't we know if they're adults? Why don't we know if there's children, men, women, retired, working age? Who are they? What do we know about them? What's their condition? What is the chance of their release? And most importantly, what is the federal government doing to secure that release? (laughs) And you think about the coverage and how little coverage there has been since October 7th. Um, is somewhat alarming of the subdued coverage.
2: Yeah, it's over three weeks at this point. Anthony Blinkton last
0: week talking about this confirmed that we've still got 10 unaccounted for Americans. That some significant numbers of those unaccounted for Americans are hostages who have been captured by Hamas. So is there a plan to get them back? And who are they? <laughs> the attack on October 7th, This is Charlie Cook now talking in his piece today. 33 American lives were claimed, making it one of the deadliest terror attacks for Americans in history. If, as Secretary Blinken suggests, another 10 Americans remain captive in Gaza, then the attack on October 7th was also, or is also, one of the worst hostage situations for Americans on record. In any other era, these facts would have guaranteed wall-to-wall coverage in the press and regular updates from any American president. In a different circumstance, you'd see the hostage photographs in the daily newspapers. You'd see ticking chirons on cable news, Hamas hostage crisis, 27 days and counting. You'd hear journalists demanding information daily in the White House briefing room. Instead... It's been treated as a mere afterthought. All right, more on this when we get back as well. More sports news all coming up. Crazy Town? What even is that? Special Monday night edition. We haven't even talked about it yet. What even is that? Coming up. Top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. It's a scary episode. <laughs>
1: it's a horror show. <laughs> Not Friday, tonight. <laughs>
0: So uh, just some closing thoughts from Charlie Cook's piece today on this subdued coverage of fact that the Americans have at least 10, could be a little less, but at least 10 still unaccounted for, probably all being held hostage. James Rosen said, I want a number. And whoever it was, I don't know if it was, again, if it was Blinken today or I don't think it was. Maybe it was, uh, what's it, Kirby? He said, well, under 10. He said, well, under 10 is not a number. I want a number. (laughs) One, two, five, six. What's the number? Do you know? Um, and, And, of course, along with what Charlie Cook says today, it's a disgrace. Because above all else, the federal government exists to represent the United States and the people of the United States. We can argue vehemently about how we do things in this country and what role D.C. should play. But as the Constitution makes abundantly clear, foreign policy represents the bare minimum of their responsibilities. And the fact that the coverage of this has been so subdued and really um, says a lot about, you know, that mixed with what we're seeing on college campuses and what we're seeing around the world and on social media is... um, Disturbing.
2: No, it's disturbing because we're starting to see that we've got an anti-Semitic problem here in this country. There's a lot of them. Way too many. And a lot of them are dumb kids in college who don't know history and have been brainwashed with nonsense.
0: Pro-Hamas sentiment among young Americans. Huge problem. And you're seeing it all over. It's insane. Uh, all right, let's do some sports and we'll do some news. What even is that top of the hour? Crazy town An hour two. Peter Ducey with Corinne Jean-Pierre in the press brief room. We'll get to all of that. Let's do a little more sports though. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Of course, use our code LFS6B whenever you shop at MyPillow, especially as you get geared up to do your holiday shopping. Uh, because we're going to do a blowout giveaway of all the merch at livefromstudio6b.com. You're gonna the whole. It's not even going to be just the shirt of the month. The whole thing is going to be open to whatever you want. Ooh. Whatever you want. The only thing left to figure out is what we're going to do and how we're going to do and if we're going to use the Slick Rick 2024 calendar. <laughs> that
1: is a, piece as a of work. special
0: bonus giveaway, or we're just going to make it available as one of the items that you can select for free wow! if you shop at MyPillow. We haven't made that decision yet, so we will figure
1: that out. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Well, let's get to the rodeo, Big D. The rodeo has been a little scarce, but I found a couple of rodeos over the weekend that wrapped up, and we're going to go to Woodlawn Pro Rodeo in the birthplace of the great George Foreman, former heavyweight champion, Marshall, Texas. Here we go. The Dewey Dossett Arena. Bareback riding wrapped up over the weekend. We got a tie. Mark Crater on High Low Pro Rodeo's Gold Standard and Bradley Miller on High Low Pro Rodeo's Rain Dancer. 81 points each. Steer Wrestling, Jace Melvin took it. 4.9 seconds. Team Roping, Ty Arnold and Caden Profili, 5.2 seconds. Saddle Bronc Cable, where I am. 83 points on High Low Pro Rodeo's Peanut Butter or uh, more peanut butter or jelly, I guess. Tied on roping, Robert Mathis, 9.4 seconds. Bow Racing, Presley Reed, 13.95 tenths. That is an incredible score. And Bull Riding, Chase Dougherty, 89 air points on high low pro rodeos, Dr. New no, $1,024 payout. Light Rodeo, $27,569, but fun just the same in good old Marshall, Texas. And let's go, Big D. World Series, Game 3. couple of people in the chat. Hey, Rick, give me the score. Give me, update me. Here we go. Rangers up 3 nothing. Uh, Corey Seager, 421-foot, two-run home, a shot. And uh, the Rangers lead at 3-zip, bottom of the third. Again, series tied at 1. So, big, pivotal game in Chase Stadium over in, uh, well, in Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. So, nice night for baseball. And uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Let's get over to that Monday Night Football game. I believe the Lions, yes, they did. They drew first blood, 3-0 on a field goal. And uh, now they're at the, the Raiders' 22-yard line, driving in for another score. Though it's 3rd and 11. Hopefully the Raiders get hold. Give me a Max Crosby sack over there. But uh, I don't know. Boy, Raiders, uh, it's a tough pick. So, we'll see what happens. <laughs> NHL, Hurricanes and Flyers tied at 2. Panthers over the Bruins two to one. Kraken lead the Lightning three to two. Those were all in the second period. Also in the second, Ducks and Penguins tied at two. Red Wings, Islanders, no score out on the island. 11 to go in the second there. Also in the second, Rangers and Jets tied at one up in Winnipeg. And uh, Blue Jackets over the Stars, two to one. Later on, Blackhawks, Coyotes, Canadians, Golden Knights. I do want to get to one story, Big D, tying into hockey. Former NHL player, I'm sure many have heard about this, Adam Johnson dies from neck cut in freak... Accident during game. One to Todd Houston and Breitbart. Former National Hockey League player Adam Johnson died after taking a skate in the neck during a game in Britain Saturday. His team confirmed Johnson, just 29, who was an undrafted NHL player with the Pittsburgh Penguins from 2018 to 2020, was playing in a Challenge Cup game for the Nottingham Panthers against the Sheffield Steelers in the UK's Elite Ice Hockey League (EIHL). Saturday, when the freak accident occurred, according to the Athletic, the game came to a halt in the second period when Johnson appeared to uh, uh, take a slice to his neck from his skate. Uh, Fran, if you could roll that video. Here's the shot here now. Oh, you see how the guy, his leg, he, maybe he lost his balance. Rick and I were talking earlier, but I don't He came up awfully high. With that, it almost looks like a kick. I don't want to say, but I will tell you this: I just got word that there's a police investigation going on right now for a possible criminal assault. We will see. They have to look into that, Big D. Uh, whether it was a targeted situation, I sure hope not. Rick, Rick seems to think he lost his balance there. I sure hope yeah. you're right, Rick. I really, I pray that's the case because, man, that's a vicious way to do that, and it's very rare that it happens. It happened two other times in hockey, and both players were saved. They were saved and they ended up living one ended up with ptsd i don't have the names i'm sorry but this did occur and but what happened was the facility had proper medical you know uh obviously supplies and 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 care and they were able to jump on it right away stop the bleeding and and get the uh the player to the hospital and save their lives in this particular case sounds like they weren't prepared big d this young man was brought to the hospital where he was pronounced dead and just an absolute tragedy he hate to see that and really a freak accident but you know those blades are very sharp naturally and uh uh, just terrible. So that's a wrap in sports, but I will keep us updated on that as it progresses the investigation. I mean, I watch I watch a lot of hockey, especially playoff hockey. I've seen a lot of collisions.
0: I've seen a lot of lot of, and I've never seen that.
1: Um, I haven't seen either. I've been playing hockey
0: over forty years. I, I mean, we, nothing where the leg comes up that seemingly deliberately it for no like reason. A,
2: a karate. Kick I mean, almost. these
0: guys are. I mean, there's I don't know. I mean, you know, I hate to jump to. I mean, it's a terrible story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it's not the case. I mean, we've
2: seen it with uh, when it happens to a uh, – a few times it's happened to a, uh, a goalie,
1: you know, in the scrum where, where a skate, right? Yeah. The goal is usually low, though, at that point. You know, that was a high. The guy was high. There might have been – he might have tipped the guy's back of his skate. There was He was trailing another player that was in the mix there. and right. they were it's chasing, possible. He was I, chasing him. I don't know, but that, that, that one leg came up awfully high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's looks a
0: a little, big uh, D. Looks a little looks a little funny to me. Yeah, but, they're gonna look into it. <clears throat> yeah, as they as they should. So uh all right, uh, Slick, so, we'll do some more sports uh coming up here in a second. Uh we'll get to Crazy Town. What even is that coming up top of the hour? Uh EJ Antonia, Antoni, I'm sorry, PhD, uh on Twitter. One of the great financial there's a lot of financial news this week. This is a big financial week. Uh, you've got the you've got the Federal Reserve meeting we'll find out if they're gonna raise another quarter point uh this week, which i mean what what the point of that would be I have no idea at this point where we are, but we got some treasury numbers today and I mean they're just they are just astounding now <clears throat> I know some of you don't follow in every in and out of every financial but Stanley drunken Miller was talking to somebody this weekend and said the fact that Janet Yellen is still in her job is astounding how bad she has been at this job. Treasury borrowed $1 trillion last quarter. They announced that they expect to borrow another $776 billion this quarter, which, as he says, will be a miracle since it already borrowed $500 billion this month alone then $816 billion in quarter one of 24. So on track to borrow $3 trillion this fiscal year. All right, what even is that? Coming up. studio 6b on a monday october 30th getting a brand new week started 9 p.m on the east coast rick's doing sports rick delgado's doing the news special what even is that on a monday night coming up we couldn't do it on friday obviously because i wasn't here so we pushed it till today so we'll do that here in a second aaron and fran holding it down as always we got crazy town coming up biden talking about um well talking about ai which in (laughs) itself is somewhat amusing Uh, and of course he was introduced by the vice president uh she was also talking about it (laughs) and of course they found a way to work in um equality and equity and all this other nonsense into talking about ai too as what we need to look out for to make sure Oh, God. So I mean, it's be beautiful. <laughs> they're getting, they're getting <laughs> climate change. I mean, they climate basically want change. to ruin everything. I mean, they can just find a way to work this stuff into anything. <laughs> nice. It just never ends. My God. Any topic, they'll figure out, well, we got to make sure there's no discrimination. There's no, I mean, talking about water balloons. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, they can just do it with
2: anything. It's, unmer- it's unbelievable. Uh, you got any comments on root canal?
0: Well, we got to make sure there's no, uh, you know. <laughs> what about china we gotta make sure this group or that group we always got to be talking about groups put people in the boxes put them into groups oh god it's so annoying but we'll get to the crazy town it's pretty funny we're this let me be clear (laughs) we'll uh, we'll get to that a couple of things to get to in the news as well we'll get to some more sports but right now it's time since we couldn't do it on Friday for one of my new favorite segments here on the show, I am really getting to like this segment. And that of course is Rick Delgado <laughs> with
2: what even is that? All right, David. Well, uh, I'm so glad it's, you're starting to warm up to the oh, yeah. segment. Yeah. Uh, it's only been a little while. I know it's brand new and uh, we appreciate you uh, being here for it. Can't do it without you, man. Uh, Well, uh, no, no, you couldn't. (laughs) Actually, we can't. As you know, (laughs) I I think everybody does at this point. Tomorrow is Halloween. Hey! Yes! yes. Some would say probably the greatest holiday ever invented. I mean, let's face it, the streets are going to be filled with little ghosts and goblins and monsters of all types of kids in scary costumes. And as always, not to be outdone will be... Their parents, the adults. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Who will use this opportunity to play (laughs) dress-up. Nice nuggets. (laughs) As this proves to be be the one night a year where it's okay for the usually sexually restricted to kind of let their hair down, among other things, and slut it out, as they say. (laughs) No, no, no. no, There we go. No, that's what they say. No, no, no. no, You might see see moms dress up as a sexy pirate. (laughs) Right? Or, or maybe a stuffy soccer mom might get daring and, and be a sexy red riding hood. Meow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> or the usual mundane mom might wake up from her otherwise oh, lifeless marriage and become a sexy zombie bride. Oh, God. It'll be awesome. But even at Halloween, we all need to make sure that we are a bit more inclusive. Oh, yes. here we go. And one pa- place in particular that has made sure that playing dress-up happens more than just one night a year, well, that's Australia. Oh. I... Yes, the land down under. Turns out they've just released their latest Maxim Hottest 100 Australian Women's List, showcasing the most successful and beautiful women in entertainment, sports and pop culture. And for the fourth year running in a row, it's Aussie actress Margot Robbie, a.k.a. Barbie, who was number one. I mean, as you can see, she's quite the looker. The list also contains a who's who of beautiful and sexy Australian women from all over. But like I said, this year, Maxim wanted this edition to be all about inclusivity. And that's why you get this at number 92. Oh, how do you do? That ain't no woman. It's a man. <laughs> That's right. Like say hello <laughs> Say hello to former Australian footballer Dean Laidley, and, and, or Dina or Danny, whatever her name is, and it stirred up quite a bit of outrage, as you can imagine. Dean, who now plays dress-up and goes by the name Danielle Laidley, is quite the handsome fellow, wouldn't you say, mate? Yes. This, uh, this transversion of Barbie looks like she went on a walkabout. Using her face. (laughs) Come (laughs) Come on. Really? A trans dude in the Maxim Hot 100 women? Wow. I mean, what even, what is, even that? is that? What How does that, that even happen? Did they actually run out of real women in Australia? <laughs> yeah, no. No. Well, in, in case you can't tell, that's Danny on the, uh, on the left there. I, I mean, this one looks <laughs> like uh, she's got a case of the Billy No-Mates. <laughs> yes, that's Australian for someone so ugly, you ain't got no mates. Or friends, as we call them. Uh, or maybe uh, our Aussie friends might say, old Danny here looks like a bit of the dog's breakfast. That's Australian slang for being a complete and unappealing mess. (laughs) Fine. And our brothers down under might also use my favorite new Australian slang, describing Dean, Danny, or Danny Dean as a dropped pie. What is that? Well, that's Aussie slang that makes use of an image of a mushed up dropped pie on the ground to describe a person's face. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the biggest question is this. Yeah. What about number 93? Okay. Okay. Oh wait, um, that's the wrong number. Ninety three. Oh. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, I guess we beat Australia to the inclusivity punch way back in two thousand nine when no, Big man. Mike here was number ninety three. Uh, but still, these Australian real women Not must necessary. feel really good about themselves after Maxim decided that an older grizzled guy.
1: I'm just a boy in a dress. Was actually
2: found to be a hotter woman than a real flesh and blood woman. And what about number 101? Yeah, somewhere out there is an Australian woman who was kept off the list of hot 100 women completely because some dude threw on a wig and a bra one day so he could masquerade (laughs) as Australia's version of Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) (laughs) Hello! Well, whoever she is, I'm sure she's happier now knowing that Danny has made sure we will never know her name yeah. and saving her from a lifetime of ridicule. Well, But you know who will never be safe from ridicule, Damon? Who, who's that? This old queen oh, right here. What is this, minute twerk? <laughs> there we go. I come from a land yes. gender. <laughs> this old queen of San Francisco's own, Paul Pelosi, and as you can see... He doesn't even need a reason to dress up for his weekly <laughs> Thursday night two AM Naked Hammer Fight oh, Club. There oh, we go. <laughs> Cranking it up on a t- Monday night there, Damon. Back to you. <laughs> wow. Oh God. Uh good look good looking fella, isn't she?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just I don't
2: know. Oh man.
0: I don't know.
1: What'd you say? Oh. So, what you say, slick for one? I said, look like men at twerk. <laughs> Remember that great 80s group there? Colin Hay. Uh. Hey, who can it be now? <laughs> yeah, who can That's it a be? Good <laughs> question. I come from a land misgendered. <laughs> oh, I come from a land misgendered.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, God.
2: Oh, man. Uh, so there you have it, Australia. What, Keep what up is, the good six work. for four and full of tussles. What
0: is, <laughs> what is going on in the world? Oof. All right, well, oh, okay. Rick Delgado with what even is that here on a special Monday night edition, wow. so it's good Halloween <laughs> yeah, exactly right so um <clears throat> Corinne Jean Pierre was in the um press briefing room today, and uh she got you know she did this a couple weeks ago, and I don't think we ever got to the um to the clip of her answer on being asked about the anti-Semitism. And she went off on this tirade, just having nothing to do with the question that was asked of her. I don't think we ever actually got to play that, but
2: right. It, it, she basically came out and started defending Muslims.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. right. It's like read the. I mean, hello, uh, just embarrassing. Um, well, today, Ducey was in there and got her all flustered up again. And um, well, here's <laughs> he's why. Roll that, guy. Aaron. Thank you, Corrine. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists?
5: What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and be uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, What the president decided, when the president decided to run for president, is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017, when he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile, anti-Semitic, just hatred. And he was very clear then and he's very clear now. Uh, he's taken in actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear: there is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite despite this this kind of rhetoric.
4: And we hear you guys though talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about MAGA extremists. So, what about these protesters who are making Jewish I've students feel unsafe on college campuses? Are they extremists? I've been
5: very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate any form of hate. It is not acceptable. It should not be acceptable here. And we are going to continue to call that out. And let And let me be very clear. This is a president that has continued to have that fight in his office, in this administration. You know when he repealed Trump's Muslim ban on his very f- in first first day in office. That is something that this president did. Uh, he also established an interpolicy committee to counter Islamophobia, anti-se- anti-Semitism, yeah, and related forms yep. of bias and discrimination. We have taken this very, very, very seriously from the president all the way on down.
0: I mean, are, are there when when they they continue to? I've heard this a couple of times to this Islamophobia thing. Like, are there um, are there big where are the big um, protests calling for um, the killing of, of Muslims in the country? Are there big protests on college campuses calling for this? Are there people on TV calling for where is this that, that they keep referring to? Where is this happening? Because all I all I see is the Jews in New York being told, don't come out of your house. I, I don't see what she's talking about. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Nobody's seen it.
2: She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's got to deflect because she knows that their policy really isn't Israeli friendly. She knows it. And she's got to she's got to deflect and 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 kind of spin it to to hide the lie, because that's all she's doing. She's trying to cover up the lie that, oh, we're we're against uh, we're against anti-Semitism. Well, why don't you say the word anti-Semitism instead of talking about Islamophobia? That would be a good question. Peter, you should follow up with that. You keep mentioning uh, Islamophobia. What about anti-Semitism? Does the president actually have a statement that you could read to us where he denounces uh, anti-Semitism?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because every day, all we see from this administration is just another way uh, that they're adding a new demand or um, something they're adding to their list to make sure that Israel can not achieve the goals they want to do. So all we see from you is, is getting in the way. As we learn about more atrocities, more atrocities. The story we heard today—I don't even want to—I don't want to talk about it. With this baby that was supposed—I uh, just uh. I can't even talk about it. But you hear these new atrocities that are being committed while Israel is trying to uh, respond. And also, we see from the Biden administration is just some on the, another demand, or they add some new something to some list, or some ever expanding expectation that they have of Israel, all to just tie their hands behind their back. As they try to, I mean, it's just, so I don't know what she's talking about.
1: Neither a she. They're
0: going to do everything they can to make sure Israel can achieve their goals in this war. Yeah. All right, more sports, more news coming up on a Monday night. Crazy town as well. Oh, we get back right after this. against another government shutdown later this month and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do more spending of course while lawmakers are high-fiving your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar and the cycle diversify into gold with the help of uh, birch gold our friends at the birch gold group And listen, when you open a gold IRA, for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text America to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Text America right now to 989898. Receive a free information kit on gold and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bar on your qualified purchase. Text America to 989898. Our friends from Birch Gold Group. Well, I've been telling you about the EnviroCleanse, the home air purifier, so powerful, the U.S. Navy chose to purify the air on our Navy ships. Now EnviroCleanse is extending their sale right here for the live from Studio 6B listeners. And the timing of this 30% off sale couldn't be better. It's officially cold and flu season, and now the new COVID strain is out. EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy flu and COVID viruses in your home, plus Bacteria, toxins, mold, and allergens. EnviroCleanse is how you fight back against the entire family getting sick. And especially, you don't want them getting sick at the same time. In fact, EnviroCleanse is the only home air purifier that promises you and your family better health. And it makes that promise by helping clear your home of cold, flu, and COVID viruses. That's why I have an EnviroCleanse in my house. The new science in home air purification. Don't miss this 30% off sale. Order your EnviroCleanse home air purifier while supplies last. Visit ekpure.com. Use code AMERICA30. That's ekpure.com. Code AMERICA30. Go there now. ekpure.com. Use code AMERICA30. All right, 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Rick Delgado is going to do some more news. Aaron and Fran holding it down. As always, Crazy Town coming up. If you missed What Even Is That that we just did, that, of course, will be up on the website, studio 6 bcom And, of course, it'll be over at our Substack as well, where it's free to sign up, lfs6b.substack.com. It'll be up there tonight, so you can uh, re-watch that if you missed it. Uh, But right now, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B when you shop there. Uh, It'll save you up to 66% off. Great stuff from Lindell, whether it's pillows, sheets, mattresses, whatever it is, as you gear up to do your holiday shopping, make sure you use our code because we're going to sweeten the pot in a big way starting on November 1, which, of course, is Wednesday. We'll talk about that. On Wednesday, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports?
1: All right, Big D. Well, let's get you an update on that World Series Game Three series tied at one. We're going to go to beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, Chase Field, where the Rangers continue to lead the Diamondbacks three nothing. Top of the fifth, uh, two outs for the Rangers, and they got a man on first. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, Rangers three uh, nothing blanking the Diamondbacks as of now. Uh, let's go over to Ford Field in Detroit. Not such a beautiful city, but the good people there. No question about it. Detroit, Michigan. The Raiders, right now. Raiders of a lost season are trailing the Lions right now. Nine nothing. Three field goals for the Lions. So they get down in, and the Raiders say, no more. You know, I got to get in for the touchdown. But it's uh, third and one at the Detroit Six. The Raiders are. Knocking on the door. Hopefully, they get at least three points. Then they'll be within the spread. That's all I need, Big day. And let's get you to a couple <laughs> of quick stories. Uh, well, Ryan Blaney wins and secures spot in NASCAR Cup Championship AP. We're getting down to the big one here. Ryan Blaney was in tears back in May when the crowd chanted, Blaney, Blaney, Blaney. It's better than Let's Go Brandon. After he snapped a 59-race losing streak with his win at Charlotte Motor Speedway. There was, was some
0: of that tonight, by the way, outside the Detroit Lions uh, pregame. Oh, at Ford Field, yeah. Oh, yeah. The F Joe Biden was going strong as ESPN it. was trying to interview somebody on the ground.
1: But he'll tell you that was artificial intelligence. Yeah, that, yeah sure it was. He, well, him, there's no intelligence, but that's another <laughs> story. Uh, he was uh, So Blaney will race for his first cup title after qualifying for the championship, deciding finale with a Sunday win at Martinsville Speedway, his third win of the season, equaling his career best. Put him in the final four next week at Phoenix Raceway, where he will race Kyle Lawson, Christopher Bell, and William Byron for the cup championship. Byron will lead the cup series with six wins this season, earned the the fourth and final slot in the championship by limping to a 13th place finish. Byron had paired his position with bonus points earned all season and edged Denny Danny Hamlin, uh, who uh, finished third at Martinsville on Sunday by eight points to qualify for NASCAR's championship. Blaney and Byron will race Christopher Bell and Kyle Lawson next Sunday at Phoenix. And, uh, well, we're getting down there, Big D. It's going to be a big one. So, up next is the uh, season-ending championship in Phoenix over the, over next weekend. So, we'll have a full report on that. And we hey, get this one in Big D. Uh, the great state State of Florida, first ever Florida man games will feature beer belly wrestling and evading arrest obstacle course. Evading arrest obstacle course. Bad boys. Anyway, Saint Augustine Florida, AP, big day. This is right, a page right out of what even is that? It ain't the Olympics, but a group of Floridians plan to host competitions themed according to the collective antics of the beer loving gator possessing rap sheet heavy, mullet wearing social media phenomenon known as the Florida man. You'd think I would live down there. Organizers of the Florida Man Games describe the competition as the most insane athletic showdown on earth. The games will poke fun at Florida's reputation for producing strange news stories involving guns, drugs, booze, and reptiles or some combination of the four. Uh, And we got among the contestants planned for the next February in St. Augustine, Florida, according to organizers, are the evading arrest optical course in which contestants jump (laughs) over fences and through yards while being chased by real police officers. The category five cash grab in which participants try to grab as much money in a wind blowing booth and the self explanatory beer belly <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> this isn't just a competition, it's one of a Klein Fullerian spectacle, organizers said of the game's website. The Florida man concept crept into the nation's consciousness a decade ago with at Florida Man Twitter account. I've never been there. Uh, Delgado's probably seen it. Yeah. The account with the tagline, Real Life Stories of the World's m- Worst Superhero, Worst Superhero, has been uh, open to uh, headlines such as Florida Man Firebombs Garage that impounded his car, hits his own vehicle, and Florida Man tried to pay for McDonald's with weed. This guy's a real upstanding citizen. General admission tickets to the event are going for 45 bucks. big D. Two former stars of the 1990s television show, American Gladiators, <laughs> have agreed to serve as well. Oh, that legendary show. St. Augustine Resident is behind the games. Pete Melfi, owner of the 904 Now, a media outlet covering St. John's County. We thought, how can we really play on these Florida man headlines that we hear so much about? Someone gave me the idea to make it into an athletic competition, Melfi told the Orlando Orlando Centennial. It's going to be a wild day of mud games and Florida-style obstacle courses. It's going to really be an opportunity to live that Florida man. (laughs) Didn't they give us pickleball Florida? I think they gave us that, 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 that epic sport, too. Hey there, Big D. That's it's a rapid sports. All right, wow. Slick Rick, very good. belly wrestling. I can't wait for those clips. I, I'm on their website. It's amazing. <laughs> of course you
2: are. Oh, oh god, I love it. Sure. They, they got weaponized pool noodle. Yeah, They've got uh, the the. That guy's gonna go do palm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the, the evading arrest obstacle course. <laughs> being chased you, by real cops. You it's all awesome. avoidance or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Check out this one. A catalytic converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes. Race against time. (laughs) The great state of Florida. We love Florida. Florida.
0: We love Florida. All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some more sports before the end of the show. Crazy town coming up. Biden was out talking about AI, Uh and uh, the vice president was with him. And um, he signed some whatever nonsense executive order (laughs) that's only going to, you know, as they stand up there and talk about the dangers of AI, the only dangers of anything is the government getting involved with any of this stuff. That that's really the only danger is Washington um, scummy policymakers overreaching like they do on everything, whether it's CBDCs or trying to screw up crypto, or gonna then they're, they're gonna try to screw this up as well. And uh, even from his speech today, as I said, finding ways to work in <laughs> just equity and equality and climate change and all this other stuff when talking about ai so well you'll see the crazy town for yourself let me be clear all right coming up on a monday live from studio 6b we're back right after this live from studio 6b on a monday real america's voice glad you're in slick rick's doing sports rick delgado's doing the news aaron and fran holding it down Uh, biden was out and about today with the vice president they uh went into the east room to talk about ai oh yes ai and uh well oh boy here's a little bit of uh what came out of that crazy town on a monday night aaron roll it
6: And there are many ways to define the leadership of our president, Joe Biden, as even a quick review of his most recent... (laughs) As even a quick review of his most recent victories makes clear, President Biden is a leader with a vision for our future. He has the ambition to meet the challenges of the moment here and around the globe, and he has the courage and skill to lead us forward, including on AI.
7: I can remind you of that. I'm cheesy. <laughs> Thank you, Kamala, for the introduction of your leadership in this issue. <laughs> and we'll see more technology. We well, you know. I, I know you Let know this, <laughs> but we're going to see more technological change in the next 10, maybe the next five years, than we've seen in the last 50 years. And that's a fact.
0: Check the screen.
7: Look, let me be clear. Helping the web web telescope, (laughs) I found it when I turned on my phone and saw that. I thought, my God, what is this? Science fiction. (laughs) Uh, I'm serious. Didn't you have the same thought when you saw it? To realize the promise of AI and avoid the risk, we need to govern this technology. And uh, there's no other way around it, in my view. To ensuring the ai bill of rights to bring together leading ai companies who uh, agreed to voluntarily make certain c- c- certain commitments that the most powerful systems are safe before allowing them to be used before allowing them to be used all too often already it's already happening ai devices are being used to deceive people deepfakes Use AI-generated audio and video to smear reputations, speak, spread fake news, and commit fraud. With AI, fraudsters can take three-second, and you all know this, three-second recording of your voice. I've watched one of me on a couple of hours. I said, when the hell did I say that? An impersonation good enough To fool, you know, I was going to say your family, fool you. (laughs) I I swear to God, take a look at it. It's it's, it's mind-blowing. Look, let me be clear. Just say this, that's how it was generated. AI generated. Look, let me be clear. (laughs) a fair way to organize and as these other, more technologies emerge. In meeting around in meetings around the world I've heard from leaders and I've been going around the world a lot lately. Have
0: you? <laughs> One day.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, it's good to be home. <laughs> and we're looking but leaders around the world as they approach me, I, I mean in any country, they ask, Is the United States gonna show the way in AI? Well oh, the United don't, States leads. They don't ask you anything. I'm sure Kamala's gonna hear this when she's in THE United Kingdom later this week. Well, that'll be interesting. Look. Let me be clear, and with the position we lead the world in the toughest challenges and the greatest opportunities, look, and the undeniable rights endowed by our Creator that no Creator, no creation can take away, we just have to remember who in God's name we are. Who are we? We're the United States of America. Thank you. And there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together. But God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)
1: We got an incapacitated (laughs) president. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Let
7: me be clear. What the hell is he talking about? (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. What in the hell is he talking about is right. (laughs) Good gravy is right.
2: I'm glad he's leading the way. Yeah, but let me be clear. Let me be clear. Because leaders leaders around the world, first thing they say to
0: him. First thing they say. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they do. They bring that. Are you going to lead the way in AI? I'm sure that's exactly the conversations that are happening.
2: Hey, Joe. I think the first question is, do you know where you are?
0: (laughs) Do have your pants on is question one. (laughs) Question two, are you going to lead the way in AI? Yeah, of course. Sure.
2: You want pudding after dinner or what? I mean,
0: what is that? What even is that? Good Lord. So, Anyways. All right, let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends over at Seven Cells. Sevencells.com. LFS 6B is the code. 20% off at checkout. What's going on, Rick Delgado? All
2: right. Well, a little fun for you here, Damon, as we roll over to Colorado for the historic uh, hearings to begin uh, whether the 14th Amendment is going to be used to try and disqualify President Trump from running for president once again. Hearings yeah. began this week on whether that 14th Amend- Amendment disqualifies him from running for president in 2024 because of his actions around the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. On Monday morning, earlier today in Denver, a historic five-day evidentiary hearing got underway for a lawsuit filed against Trump by six Republicans. Of course they are. And uh, unaffiliated Colorado voters represented by the watchdog group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Yeah. And as I've always said, any of these of those
4: groups with
0: exist. these names have yeah. nothing to do with whatever the name says.
2: Exactly. Uh, crew, as they like to go by, uh, President Noah Bookbinder that can't be a real name, has said that his organization brought its suit in Colorado because it's necessary to defend our republic both today and in the future.
0: Yeah, no, not because the Democratic governor and the the in-the-tank judge, that had nothing to do with it, I'm sure.
2: (laughs) The group's complaint accuses Trump of inciting and aiding a mob at the Capitol two years ago, which he denies. Uh, He was impeached on similar charges, but acquitted in the Senate. Trump and and his campaign have dismissed the 14th Amendment clause being used against him, saying the people who are pursuing this absurd conspiracy theory and political attack on President Trump are stretching the law beyond recognition.
0: You think? Uh, Mike Davis was on Real America's Voice earlier today. I think we have that cut. Aaron, Mike Davis uh, was on talking about this 14th um, Amendment. And do we have that? And... There it is. And uh, here's what it sounded like. Roll that.
4: She just donated last year before she became a federal judge to an organization that is trying to go after elected officials who supported Trump on January 6th. This organization is trying to get them thrown out of office. And this Democrat judge in Denver, Sarah Wallace, donated to that organization. She should clearly recuse. President Trump has filed a motion for her to recuse. She will decide that. This morning, presumably, and I presume she'll deny that motion, which is reversible error. But I don't think the Democrats care. Remember, these are the Democrats who impeached President Trump for nonsense. They indicted him four times for non-crimes. They even brought a civil fraud lawsuit to bankrupt his family business for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back. Well, SOPHISTICATED WALL STREET BANKS IN FULL, ON TIME, AS AGREED WITH INTEREST. HOW THE HELL IS THAT fraud, RIGHT? AND SO THEY SAW PRESIDENT TRUMP'S POLL NUMBERS GO UP. THEY SEE THAT HE'S GOING TO BEAT PRESIDENT BIDEN LIKE A DRUM ON NOVEMBER fifth, 2024. SO NOW THIS IS THEIR LEGAL hail PALE MARY. THEY WANT TO USE A POST-CIVIL WAR CONSTITUTIONAL AMENDMENT, SECTION 3 OF THE 14th AMENDMENT, THAT IS INTENDED TO DISQUALIFY CONFEDERATE SYMPATHISERS WHO ENGAGED IN INSURRECTION DURING THE CIVIL WAR from federal office, these Democrats around the country are trying to disqualify President Trump, take him off the ballot in key states. They're starting here in Colorado, a blue state, and they're gonna use that precedent in swing states like Michigan to just take Trump off the ballot. This is obvious lawfare, it's obvious election interference, it's unconstitutional, this is madness. There is a, a court case from 18, 69 that addressed this point directly that uh, chief justice samuel chase heard this back in 1869 when they were trying to disqualify people from running from office confederate sympathizers and insurrectionists from running for office and chief justice samuel chase clearly held that if you want to disqualify under section three of the 14th amendment for engaging in insurrection or rebellion congress has to pass a federal criminal statute under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment. Congress did that in 1870. Congress passed an insurrection or rebellion statute that disqualifies. So if you want to disqualify Trump or any other candidate, you have to bring federal criminal charges in a federal criminal court and get a federal criminal jury to unanimously find that defendant was guilty under that specific insurrection or rebellion criminal statute. It has to be uh the, the district court judge has to convict and it has to be upheld on appeal that is the only way you can remove for insurrection or rebellion to disqualify for insurrection or rebellion under the 14th amendment the qualifications to be president are laid out in, in the constitution and if you want to disqualify you have to go through that federal criminal statute hmm.
2: yeah this seems to know his stuff when it comes to that so uh all right, so let's jump across the, uh, the, the the big blue ocean there, Damon, over to China, Lord. where uh, Gavin Newsom decided he was going to uh, make a, a uh, trip. He embarked on a week-long trip to China, focused on, of course, climate change. Uh, Governor Newsom, of course, well, as he found out, things didn't go off as planned. On Friday, Newsom and his wife, Jennifer Newsom, visited the Beijing Yujing School as part of his official duties. He actually toured the school's farm to school and agriculture cultural science programs, a representative for Newsom told Insider. But perhaps most notably, Newsom also played some basketball. Yeah, he played a little pickup game with some of those kids there, Damon, while he was there. And the footage of the game has since been making the rounds on social media. A video shows Newsom, well, not exactly the Steph Curry of, uh, that he likes to portray himself at. Check this out.
1: Oh, my God. Wrong, wrong <laughs> shoes for that court. Charge. <laughs> That would be a turnover. He should be charged. Man, talk about a Chinese takeout! They take over with the kid and like smacks him. Yeah,
2: there
0: you go. <laughs> what an
1: idiot!
2: Oh man! The Video shows, of course, Newsom dribbling the ball away from one student and plowing into another. Both Newsom and the student hit the ground, drawing laughter and a big reaction from people off screen. And you can bet this is going to be is going to end up on somebody's campaign uh, commercial if he decides to throw his hat in the ring and run for president. I mean, talk about trying to
0: just be too. I mean, too cool for school he's just flipping the ball around spinning yeah clearly tried to get around he was probably gonna go try to dunk the ball or who knows what (laughs) look he tried to go through split both of them look he tried to split Uh, both uh, of them oh god
2: oh what a moron he went right into the zone what a what a what a maroon
1: (laughs) unbelievable
2: (laughs) so there you have it from gavin Newsom. and this last story i have for you uh out of hollywood damon i know you're not a big hollywood guy but let me uh let me get you up to speed goldie hahn Has an interesting story. She may have had a very close encounter with the third third kind as she claims she was once touched by an alien. Yes, the (laughs) actress and mother of Kate Hudson is known for appearing in many movies um, on a podcast called Time to Walk featuring guest speakers talk about their lives and experiences. She talked about her extraterrestrial encounter. She claims rather than being ambushed by little green men, she in fact asked for the aliens to visit her. And yes, they did. The star, now 77, revealed the incident happened in her 20s when she was living in California at the time where there was a lot of UFO sightings. She actually said, I went outside my door. I sat in a little ledge and looked up at the dark dark sky. All I saw were these stars and all I could think of. Are we the only planet in the whole wide universe that has life on it? She said she called out to any aliens listening, saying she knows we're not alone and she would like to meet them one day. And about four months later, she settled down for a nap in a friend's car. I don't know why you settled down for a nap in a friend's car, <laughs> but she claims she saw three triangular-shaped heads, mm-hmm. silver in color, and a tiny, tiny little nose with no ears and a slashy mouth yeah. pointing at her, discussing and talking with her.
0: Denied to all of us right now that you've ever done the same. <laughs> of course, I, I've never,
2: uh, I, I've never hung out with Goldie Hawn.
0: All right, sports and news, we'll wrap it up for a Monday, back right after this. Live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Man, show went fast tonight. Uh, make sure you follow us on our social media at LFS6B. Pretty much everywhere. Make sure you sign up over at studio 6 bcom We send out, well, we haven't in a while, but we send out a daily newsletter of some news that's on the site. Obviously, whenever we get new shirts in, we send those out. So make sure you sign up uh, to be able to get the newsletter over at studio 6 bcom All the great stuff over there. What even is that will be up there tonight. Uh, all our social media at LFS6B, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Getter, uh, Truth, everything. Uh, LFS6B show over at Instagram, which we posted a lot. Uh, well, not a lot, but some behind the scenes from the calendar shoot with Slick Rick and some of what was going on over there. We put it exclusively over on Instagram, so you could check that out as well. Um, big, big Mike Lindell special starts November 1st. And we're gonna make this commensory to what you end up spending with Mike. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna throw in as m- many things as possible. So we'll just go through it on Wednesday. But we're gonna blow it out. Everything on the site will be available to you. Maybe, maybe even including the Slick Rick calendar, 2024 calendar, Ooh. which should be, I'm hoping, ready to go. If not on Wednesday, definitely. By Monday of next week, a week from tonight, or if we're lucky, two days from now for the big sale, the reveal of the Slick Rick 2024 (laughs) calendar. Is there
2: going to be – are you going to put it to music and kind of – do a whole presentation i mean let's let's jazz this up here yeah, well, come on down. all right
0: well we'll put you in charge of it delgado put, put so 30
2: seconds into this let's do it
0: okay we'll give you all 60 <laughs> seconds to come up with it so yeah uh, let's do some sports sports it. by the way is brought
1: to you by mike lindell so Rick, what's going on well let's get your update on that monday night football game raiders of the lost season they're losing 16 to 7 right now to the detroit lions at the half big d wow real disparaging numbers here Jimmy Garoppolo, 3 of 8 for 31 yards and 1 interception. Deception. Does he play for the Giants? Or sounds like he plays for the Giants. Man, oh man. Jared Goff having a really good first half. 20 of 26, 225 yards and 1 touchdown. A little frustrating. This game, if, if the Raiders defense didn't hold in, hold in the red zone, this game would probably be way out of hand. Probably be 35 to, to 7 at this point. But yeah, tough one. And uh, World Series, Game 3 in Phoenix, Arizona. The Texas Rangers continue to hold that 3-0 lead. It's in the bottom of the sixth. Texas looking to go up two games to one on the road, so uh, we'll see what happens with that, and of course, we'll have a full report tomorrow night. Boy, action over the weekend in boxing. Tyson Fury survives knockdown. Edges Francis Angano on points with Mike Carpinger of ESPN. In a shocking turn of events, Tyson Fury was forced to survive a third-round knockdown to eek Passed. Francis Ngannou's split decision Saturday in uh, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, one judge scored at 95-94 for Ngannou, the former UFC heavyweight champion, but was overruled by the tallies of 96-93 and 95-94 for Fury. Fury's WBC heavyweight title was, wasn't on the line in the 10-round boxing match. Ngannou was making his pro boxing debut in the first fight that he's had, UFC or anything, since January of 2022. England's Fury was installed as a Minus 1,400 favorite to win the match, Big D. He moves on to an undisputed heavyweight championship fight against Alexander Usyk, uh, despite arguably his worst performance against Engano. The uh, Fury-Usyk fight, perhaps the biggest in boxing, is already signed and planned for December 23rd in Riyadh, but it's unclear if the fight will happen at that date. Fury was cut over his left eye and forehead and suffered damage against Engano. He would have to turn around the f- uh, fight in less than two months, so will be tough to see. And I think a matchup's going to be coming up. Big D, but I'll tell you, Francis Ngannou, guy who's never actually fought professionally in a boxing ring, of course, unbelievable uh, UFC MMA champion, but wow, what a shocker. A lot of people were, and I think there were a lot of MMA really loyalists that were screaming that they, you know, that he won the fight, but I think at the end of the day, even with the knockdown, uh, Fury went back and he had his jabs and got his punches in the other round. He was more of the boxer, naturally, because he was in his own home field. I think you said it earlier, if they ever went in a cage, Fury would be dead in about one minute. Oh, come and none then, of them would he, last none, even a minute. One one, kick that had to the head, it'd be all over. Done. So, yeah. but yeah, eh. that's a wrap in sports. So, Big D, back hey, speaking to Speaking of
0: sports, did you see Clay Travis? Uh, have you seen Clay Travis's a million dollar challenge that he put out there? I don't, I don't know how he got on it, but he was talking about the WNBA. I don't know if it was on his radio show or somebody yeah. challenged him that the, somehow that the WNBA this year has more talent than it has had before. And he said, well, I'll put up a million dollars to any team in the WNBA. And I think he specifically was talking about the Las Vegas Aces. That's they, their oh, name. they won the
1: championship. Yep.
0: Right. So that any high school state champion boys team <laughs> would smoke them um, or any any team like that, like what, what made up of high school All-Americans, would smoke them on any given day in their sleep. And he said, I'll put up a million dollars of my own money if the Aces want to accept the challenge. To Play a team of my choosing made up of all high school kids, Cooper Flagg, and any four kids would smoke them by 50, <laughs> yeah, if not, not more. That's not going to happen. And so, the, well, of course, they haven't responded, well, but
1: they're not going um, to respond.
0: Of course, he caught all kinds of flack from all of the, you know, <laughs> you know, all the, uh, oh, uh, that the, he's yeah. being, yeah. you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, he's absolutely right. They would get smoked. I don't even care who the other four are. Cooper Flagg, and any four kids or Rod wave elite who I went to see up in uh, whatever that weekend. I took my son up there. They were playing. They're all high school oh, yeah. recruits. They would, they'd blow them out by a 100 Oh sure these kids are future yeah, NBA, wouldn't NBA be players. players. Wouldn't even be yeah. close. The idea that the Las Vegas aces or any WNBA team could, ke- could keep up with, Again, high school recruits that are getting recruited by D one schools. I don't care who they are if you've ever heard of them. You, to, you know, Cooper Flag. Obviously, most people have heard of. He's the number one recruit in the country, but it doesn't have to be him. I don't. The other four could be people you've never heard of. They'd still smoke them.
3: Yeah. No
2: I doubt. mean, you could you could go up and down. I think that the ESPN puts out a, a list of one hundred and fifty or or something like that. You can pick out five five of those, any of them, and they might uh, get a weekend to practice together, and that's all they'd need.
1: Darren Waller of the Giants, the tight end, his wife played on the uh, Las Vegas Aces. She was one of the women that won the championship. Yeah. Maybe get him in there.
0: <laughs> so, um, all right, let's do some more news before we wrap it up. And here with the news is Rick Delgado. What else? Anything else going on that we haven't uh, touched all on? All right, here's
2: something that uh, kind of caught my attention the Pentagon announces a new nuclear bomb. Believe it or not, this one's going to be 24 times more powerful than the one we dropped on Japan. I don't know why we need it, but the Defense Department announced its pursuit of a nuclear bomb that will be 24 times more powerful. Uh, The Pentagon is seeking congressional approval and funding to pursue a modern variant of the B61 nuclear gravity bomb which will be designated the B61-13, according to the DoD release. Uh, Today's announcement is reflective of a changing security environment and growing threats from potential adversaries, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Space Policy John Plum said in the release. The United States has a responsibility to, to lead the world in nuclear explosions uh, and to continue, I added that, to continue and assess the field of capabilities, we need to credibly deter and, if necessary, respond to strategic attacks and assure our allies. A fact sheet included that the release of the B6113 will similarly yield to uh, what, according to Defense News report, a maximum yield of 360 kilotons. That's kilotons. When you compare that to the 15 kiloton bomb. Sounds like it will kill a ton. Yeah. Uh, 15 kiloton bomb we dropped on Japan, uh, 14 times larger than Nagasaki, which was only 25 ton, uh, kilotons. So there you have it. We're still looking for more and oh, more incredible ways to kill more people. It's great. great. Um, Email
0: from Vic in Mount Julia, Tennessee, actually laughed out loud during the Aussie 100 women story for what even is that? Entire show tonight was a great piece of news and entertainment thoroughly enjoyed. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you. And congratulations to you, Rick Delgado. That's more of a compliment to you on your fantastic, what even is that?
2: Well, people are still mad about Friday, I guess.
0: People laugh out loud. <laughs> and that's what that's what we want.
2: <laughs> exactly. And that's all I got for news. I'll save my uh, my, my jujitsu story for tomorrow.
0: Jujitsu story yes. for tomorrow. Slick Rick, you hear this? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Can't I got wait. a jujitsu yeah.
4: story. a field blocking
0: and I got an alien story. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us, all our truckers, all our farmers, everybody that keeps the country moving. Thanks, guys, on the show. Great job. Aaron, Fran, great as always. Most of all, thank you. Live from Studio 6B audience, we'll see you tomorrow night. Aliens, jujitsu, and more, <laughs> 8 p.m. right here, live from Studio yeah. 6B. <laughs> <laughs>